I'm Michael R. Bowling, and this is Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. Welcome to Fresh Green Blessings. I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And this is our very first episode of Fresh Green Blessings. And in this podcast, what we'll be doing is having readings, um, uh, scriptural readings from the Judeo-Christian Bible, but we'll be doing something um, rather extraordinary with this. We'll be reading the Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. So we're going to be drawing from eco-spirituality and eco-theology. So in terms of our relationship to the earth and earth creatures and the environment as we read the Bible. And we're also going to be looking at um, the interface between Buddhism and Christianity. And, and points of possible connection or potential connection. And we're not suggesting this is the right or only reading of the Bible. We're just offering this as another way. Um, we've been uh, heading a, uh, a home church that melded Buddhism, Christianity, and Mother Spirituality beginning in 2009. And I was in seminary uh, from 2014 through 2017. And every Bible class I had, my aspiration was to read the Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. And so we're gonna be sharing that perspective. Um, and one of those we're gonna do this is, at least for now, each episode will have a quote from the Bible. And then um, I'll have a reflection that I've written and, and then after that, there will be a, um, a little discussion and then a few uh, suggestions for follow-up. Uh, and, and we'll also use the mindfulness bell. This is a, from the Tibetan tradition. Uh, we have a Tibetan singing bowl, and we're also drawing from Vietnamese Buddhism with Thich Nhat Hanh, where we'll invite the bell to sound, and then we enjoy the sound of the bell uh, through these different sections. So we'll begin today with Ollie reading from Genesis, uh, and we thought we're not going to actually begin with one of the two creation stories in Genesis, but we're going to begin with the recreation story that happens uh, at the end of the flood narrative uh, when God speaks to Noah and his sons. And, and I've put this in seven sections, and Ollie will read, you know, Numbers 1 through 7. You won't find that in, in the Bible, but I just noted that how this, um, how this reading can easily be broken into seven sections. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. So uh, enjoy the bell, enjoy the reading, and, and then uh, we'll roll on. This reading's from Genesis, 
chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Number one, as for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. Two, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a be a flood to destroy the earth. Three, God said, This is a sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you and all future generations. Four, I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Five, when I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Six, when the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on earth. 7. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Anthropocentrism, as a way of thinking and perceiving, focuses on the primacy of humans over and above all other animal and plant life. As the eco-theologian John Cobb notes, we are all rather anthropocentric, though it varies by degree. We rightly recognize that many Native American religions challenge our human-centered views with the recognition of the spirit of a river mountain, tree, or animal. We tend to regard the Judeo-Christian tradition as anthropocentric. There are good reasons for this. European explorers and Bible-thumping settlers came to the Americas with their otherworldly, heaven-focused theologies. They raped the New World and laid waste to land, plant life, and animals, as well as the indigenous peoples, proclaiming that such work was their destiny owing to their God. It is surprising to find that the Bible those pioneers were thumping often stands in direct opposition to anthropocentric thought. It does emphasize the covenantal relationship between God and humanity, but a human-centered reading misses much. After the flood narrative, God speaks of his covenant seven times. The covenant is far vaster than human concern, all seven times, it embraces all earthly creatures, as well as the earth itself. 1. And with every living creature, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth, as many as came out of the ark. 2. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. 
3. Between me and every living creature for all future generations. 4. Between me and the earth. 5. Between me and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. 6. The everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. 7. Between me and all flesh that is on the earth. It is a testimony to the power of our anthropocentric presumptions that humans have ignored this sevenfold wallop of God. It is chilling, but perhaps not surprising. Just express empathy or concern for animals or plants and note the reaction. And at the center of these seven ancient sacred proclamations is the fourth one. God's promise is most succinct. It is a covenant between me and the earth. I think that there are really so many different ways of understanding Christianity or Buddhism or Islam or any other religious tradition. Um, and one of the things that I want to unpack through this program, Fresh Green Blessings, is that the argument that, that is going to be made here is that there are actually multiple perspectives coming from the Bible itself. You know, later when we read, you know, you read Matthew's gospel and then you read the gospel of John and the perspectives are going to be quite different. Um, but, but, you know, speaking to, um, to this whole notion of care for the earth, yeah, that's one of the things, dominion over. Um, that's one of the things that many people will kind of, if they're going to talk about caring for the earth, that's how they'll think about it. But what I'm struck by in this particular reading is... You know, again, I just, I didn't artificially divide this. You can go through, look at this text in, 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 in Genesis 9, right? And there was, there was no editing of that text that, that Ollie read. She read it clean through, and it's, it's repetitive, right? And so it has a depth of meaning because of that repetition. And, you know, we have the kind of the, the certain numbers that, that are... Uh, are valued in in folklore or in the Bible. The number seven, you know, we have the you know we have the seven days in the creation story, right? Here we have, in this story, in this tale, we have God speaking seven times, and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of Christians, um, you know, I consider myself a Buddhist Christian. I consider myself a true melding of Buddhism and Christianity, and I'm I'm also a child of the earth, and. I don't see any inconsistency in putting all that together. Actually, it just it makes sense to me. And 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 when I think of the uh, this reading, here you have 
God saying seven times, I am in this covenant relationship with you. I mean, that, that idea of a covenant between God and, you know, God's people is, you know, that's very deep in the Christian tradition. And almost never do I hear people speaking of that, that God in this story is saying, I am in covenant relationship, not just with humanity. I am in covenant relationship with the dirt and the rocks, with the earth itself. I am in covenant relationship with the domestic animals, with the cows and with, you know, with our pet dogs. But I'm in covenant relationship with every animal, with every plant, and that everything is in this kind of sacred relationship with whatever this immensity that, you know, people refer to as God, whatever this is. If you're a person who looks to the Bible as sacred text, you can't ignore this. It's, it's, it's there and it's, and, and, you know, you have to wrestle with it. And to me, it's, um, it's a beautiful example of how if you identify at all with the Jewish or the Christian tradition, or maybe you don't identify with it, but your grandparents did, and you're like, oh yeah, that's part of my history. Know that this is part of your history. Know that this caring for the earth is part of, of the sacred teachings that go back thousands of years in this tradition. So uh, let me um, invite the bell to sound again, and then Ollie will read the uh, closing, closing reflection, or the closing thoughts. And hope you enjoyed this, Fresh Green Blessings. This will be coming out every week. We'll have a different Bible verse. Um, sometimes it will emphasize more the Buddhist, sometimes more the Mother Earth aspect. And, um, and our idea is, is that these... These readings are like um, like jewels that can be reflected in so many different ways, and we're trying to to open up some new facets to the jewels. You may or may not push against the otherworldly, heaven-focused theologies of your ancestors. But do you question their anthropocentric worldviews? Name a place in your concern that is not human-centered. Place that concern into the center of your meditation. What action might you take this week regarding your non-anthropocentric concern? How might you habitually keep non-human-centered concerns in your purview? Thank you.
I'm Michael Armelli. And you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings, where we've been reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother of Eyes.